Welcome to the Tune Into Yourself podcast. This is your host, Dr. Beverly Foster Hines, Executive and Business Coach. This program is for persons who want to make decisions which are in alignment with their true selves and which can take them to the next level in their career, business, and life. In our first program, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Jody Belcon an educator now based in China. Today, we are speaking with her mother, Lyris Hazard-Wilson, to get a behind-the-scenes snapshot of one mother who is seeing her children accomplish their dreams. Lyris, how are you doing today? I'm great, and thank you for inviting me on your program. Okay, great. Great to hear all as well. Uh, Lyris... You know, you have um, three children, and as I said, you're watching them accomplish their dreams. When you were a little girl growing up here in Trinidad and Tobago, you know, what were your dreams like? What were your dreams of? I was very fortunate to be a dreamer because you were allowed to be... Grew up in a surrounding there that you didn't have, you have yard to play with, playing, and you could have dreamed. So our, our dream was always a house, building a house, living in a house, to own a house. You know, the children will come after. Right. Okay, so as a child, you dream of owning your own home. Yes. All right. And in terms of like, what what work did you like? What did you have any? What did you see yourself doing as a career or job? Servicing were always part of our tradition. In in the sense of my mother, where my mother worked, so you would have liked to. Not work in her world, not to do the things that she do, but serving people. That have been um, a critical, or, or should I say, that is what I have known, to serve people. What do you do currently? Presently, I am a messenger at the University of the West Indies. Okay. For the past 20 years, 25 years. You know, as when you look back and what you dreamed about and in terms of where you are now and where your children are now, I mean, what is the first thing that kind of comes to your mind? Again, you know, as when we were growing up, we had a yard and dreaming. So when I start working at the University of the West Indies, I start to dream now for my children. And because there's a place of education where you could, you know, I started to dream for my children because they were about seven years, um, five and seven. So I got the opportunity to even dream bigger, not just for myself, but for my children. And I use the opportunity there while serving students, serving the community in the University of the West Indies, 
to speak to people for for the benefit of my children so that the dreams can come true. Okay. And and I mean in speaking you would have spoken, I guess to many people, does any particular conversation stand out for you? Yes. What I could say is that um, most of the lecturers and the head of the departments that I um, spoke to, they were impressed by me wanting to get more for my children. Even though some of them, you know, let me know that, you know, you. Your daughter is weak in English. She needs to read plenty. So I take that home. Some offer, lecturers offer to correct papers also. So I'm giving a lot of credit to the Department of Agriculture, Food and Agriculture in the University of the West Indies. And then on to Cocoa Research Center, where my head of department, all of them had a great part in wanting to, that not really wanting but into helping me achieve mm-hmm. that that dream in actually realizing the dreams for your children what would you say would have been two maybe major limitations that you had to overcome over the period and how did you do that well, financial have always been um, on a low level for us, fin- finance. But the grace of God and, again, all the people that he put in place, whether it's the lecturers, whether it's my supervisor in Cocoa Research Center, they, the results were there for me to reach so that I could assist. And so I'm saying that, you know, when you dream and you you have a backing, you must have fellowship with God in order for everything to come together. Because you could dream, but if you don't have that relationship with God, the things, it's a little more difficult to come together. So you got to have a relationship with God. So again, that's another um, avenue where my family from my parish would have assisted in helping me with that struggle, that whether it's financial, you know, financial or just being there for us. The elders in the church, they always play a great part in my children's life. And whether coming and collecting them and taking them to church, so that would have helped with some of the finance. I am grateful for, you know, to have that family, St. Mary's Tagriga Anglican Church, that family is that helped the gap, that they had helped in the gap. And I mean, if it is, you know, because especially in this, what's happening right now, you have, you have a lot of people uh, undergoing a lot of a lot of financial strain, a lot of emotional strain. Uh, you have a lot of people losing their jobs and stuff like that. Uh, what would you? I mean, if you had to give a little piece 
of wisdom that you might have learned over the years having effectively sort of managed with financial financial constraints what would that piece of advice be well i would like to say that you must be connected you got to be connected to a group whether it's well most likely it have to be a your church group you got to be involved in giving giving of yourself so even when you are in need you won't even understand you are in need because you are giving so much of yourself that it will just come without you even know it coming but giving of yourself you need to get a group and work with people because working with people is the connection to fill the gaps that when when those things come like whether you lose your job as long as you're working with a group even though you lose your job because it's a group you're going to be part of that group and your loss will not be as great as if you're not working with a group of people so i think what i'm hearing you saying there is you know that that relationships really count relationship counts relationships count if it is you looked at along the way you know you talk a lot about and you mention education and you talk about the the people in UE you know you talking to them and they helping you and and helping you whether it be correcting and telling you what the child needs and you you listening to them and and doing you know what would you say i mean is your because a lot of people say education is the only way for them to move ahead etc what looking at back at your own personal life what do you think really drove you to to know for a fact that education is a way to move forward i work among researchers in coco research center and if you think about the pods or the coco bean the coco bean could grow right but if they don't do research on why it is the beans can get productive or, or or why it is something is attacking the cocoa bean it will not be great so the university had opened my eyes to see where and how far the children could go even in a sense of helping other people so not just not just for 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 financial gain but when you are edu- when you are educated the the strength is more you could you could do a lot more and i remember telling you from the beginning it was a lot about service right so that is where i see where why why education is very very important if you had to talk about you know you would have encountered as on any journey you would have encountered difficulties along the way what strengths i know you you spoke about your belief in god but what strengths 
would you say that you've had that have helped you so far on the journey? I refuse to not love. I refuse to say a lot of things is happening and it's all bad. It is not all bad. And you have to see the world as a beautiful place. So that is my inspiration in, in going through all these struggles. There is a rainbow at the end of the tunnel. Any other strength, any other thing that you think would have helped you so far in your journey? And there it is. When you clean a place, you look back and you smile. And the same thing with your children. When you look at how they are serving and going in the path that is pleasing to the Lord, you're going to be a very, very happy person. So I am grateful for my children for continuing to looking at serving in a greater capacity. So there it is that I get strength out of that. Seeing them bloom. Yes. And I just want to add on that it's not just my children. I would have spoken to a lot of children who went to the university and primary schools and secondary school and most is doing well. So it is a joy to see the ones that you had um, touched base with, they are doing well. In terms of like challenges that you would have faced, how did you overcome it? Wow, this, this is a beautiful um, question because um, I have a challenge of, you know, remembering, you know, I, I try to go to school. Even when I, as an adult, I went to evening classes. I went to different, went to evening classes, different classes, and the, the fear is there. And it is real where the schoolwork is concerned. For me, it's still there. It's still there. So you haven't been able to overcome that as yet. I could say um, halfway because I could read in front of a lot of people. Right. Hundreds of people I could read in front of. Okay, good. Okay, so that have. And again, I give thanks to my parish, you know, that. I were given the opportunities to do to do the readings on some Sundays to the congregation. So I'm grateful for that, you know. But that other part, you know, where writing is concerned, you know, there's still a challenge here. Many people they they believe, you know, you talk about that challenge. How would you say that? You know, you talk about the reading, you talk, you still have a challenge with the writing. Yet you have children that have graduated university and stuff like that. How were you able to help those children? I know you spoke about the university people helping, but how were you able to personally help them along with providing them with that additional support through other persons? By reaching out to friends, very, very good friends, you know, who were capable in that educated education field 
So I am very grateful for I had a lot of from since the children growing up from first year, second year, some good, good people who, you know, they would have known some of my struggles where the education is, and they had assisted from since the children is in primary school until they were in university. In whatever way they could have, they have done, given them, give my children the attention that I could not have given them. I remember when um, I interviewed Judy, she mentioned, she said that um, she was living your dreams. I thought that was interesting. Yes. You know, um, and I mean, what do you make of that statement? Uh, <laughs> you in agreement with that statement? How do you see that statement? So one thing everybody knows about me is that I'm a dreamer. And I always speak. This is, this is what the children is going to do. I always speak about it even before they become it. Jodi wanted to be a marine biologist. And I saw where she will be an excellent teacher. But I couldn't tell her that. So I bought a friend daughter for her to help the daughter with her lessons. And there it is, Jodi start off giving lessons and which we would say is serving. That's what we call it, serving. Mm -hmm. I asked her to serve and she responded. And still responded. I hear. I mean, you talk a big on serving and service and I mean, if you had to describe, if you had to describe that in your own words, I mean, people might say, well, okay, I know what service is. But if you had to, if I asked you to describe it in your own words, how would you describe that? How would you describe service? Service is that when it gives you a smile on you, when you could smile, as I could use that example again, when you clean a place and you look back and you see the beauty of what you have done. So in other words, you got to do it 100%. You got to do it from your heart. Anything you do, if you do it from inside, it is guaranteed that you will be pleased with yourself for a very long time. Now, you would have made many important decisions. I mean, you gave an example. You gave an example there with um, with the children. When you are making important decisions, how do you tune into yourself to know that you are making the right decision? Do you usually follow your head, your heart, your gut, all three? What do you do? I pray. And before, when I before I was connected to church, we would have said like something inside of you, God, something inside of you, tell you. On, on until you know you you involve in Bible class, and you understand that it was the Spirit was speaking to you. You, you are able to hear more now because you were able to understand serving comes from inside. And to serve others is to make God happy. So whatever comes from inside has to be from God. You've met many young people and you interact with them. Um, well, not during this COVID time so much, but regularly. Uh -huh. 
in the past and in the future when COVID is over, hopefully not too distant future, you will be interacting with people again, with young persons again. If it is you meet a young person and they're unsure, you know, which direction to go in, what to do, what advice would you give that young person? From examples of, from my family, uh, my sister family, and friends family around, surrounded, everybody young is serving in church, involved, being involved in groups, being involved, whether it's in community. The, for me, the key is being in a positive surrounding, in a positive project. You got to find something. You got to find something to be involved. Whether it is a cricket team, whether it's a football team, but you got to find something positive to be involved with. Because it will take a whole village. It doesn't take just two persons, your mother and father. It takes a whole village. So you need a surrounding of positive people around you. And there it is. That energy will be able to transfer to even the weak link. If you are weak, somebody in that positive group is going to assist you too, which is what happened to me. I was always surrounded by positive people so that even though I were weak in the in my writing and my reading and spelling, I will be I was able to rise above that. So I'm saying that not being strong in that department does not deter you from reaching the stars. Because that is how I feel I reach now. I reach I feel like I'm reaching to the stars. So I will advise any young person to get connected, get connected to some positive group and they will be guided. I think that is so important, being, being connected to a positive group and, and moving forward, moving forward that group, with that group, you yes. know. And there's a, a, a final question here, you know, in putting... You you said several times that you're a dreamer. You know, many people, they have dreams, but they never put anything into action. What do you think help you to put things into action to make the dreams become a reality? Wow. I had a word for it. can't remember the word right now. But I have a word for it. I always had feet. So it wasn't just a dream in the night. The dream continued in the day. And I have faith that it will succeed. You had the belief. Yes. Yeah, you had the belief that what it is you, you know, there's a famous quote, what the mind of man believes can achieve you know yes. you can achieve it achieve, yes 
Yeah, you know, so once you believe it, you can achieve it. Any other words that you would like to say? I just want to thank, you know, thank God for the opportunity to have put people in place so that you will be able to climb with a little assistance and grow. And I wish that, you know, a lot of people will reach out to other young people, mothers, especially mothers, single mothers, help them, give them that assistance to go up that stairs. But it's there for them to climb. Lashia, I'd like to thank you so much for um, being a part of tuning to yourself. Dr. Beverly, it is my pleasure having this interview with you. And I want to thank you for even being part of my children's life from birth till now. So I thank you very much for your service. You're most welcome. Thank you for listening. In this episode, Lyris emphasized the importance of service, serving from the heart and implored young people to get connected, whether it is to a church group or some type of sporting club. Please leave a review. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Uplink Solutions TT.